Lisa is our, our councillor, but also our board of trustees chair at the school. And the school, uh, we notice, is closed today into my Raglan area school. That's right. Well, I was up at the school doing some work with Fire Louisa, the principal. Um, and when I got there, she was um, weighing up whether or not to actually um, just close the senior school uh, or close the school in its entirety. Upon discussions, you know, we've got ten teaching, uh, actually eleven teaching staff out isolating at home with COVID, mm. um, and also our relief staff um, have COVID as well. So there are many challenges, and with an area school, because we uh, operate from new entrance right through to the senior school, uh, there's a lot of crossover with whānau and families, um, with students and that. So we felt it would be in the best interests of the school for our students, our teaching staff, relief staff and the community to actually close the school today and tomorrow. And given that it's a public holiday on Monday, oh, yeah. um, then we're able to have uh, all going well that our staff who are currently isolating, uh, six of them will be due back at work on Tuesday. So although yeah. we will be stretched again with resources, we'll have six of our staff hopefully that are better because after speaking to a number of our staff, some of them are quite sick. Um, Did and you say to me off there there's a confirmed case of Delta? Yeah, one of our teaching staff had Delta. Oh, so, And they live in Hamilton and apparently there's Delta uh, going around um, as well. So, uh, you know, that's just the constraints that you find yourself in a community like ours. Mm. And I saw on Facebook that uh, Fairfield, uh, not Fairfield, Fraser, uh, Fraser, actually the year 13 students um, uh, were encouraged not to come to school uh, because of that very fact, teaching staff down with COVID mm. and the challenges with finding relief staff as well. So it's not just a Raglan thing, um, it's across them all too. So yep, so we yeah. made that decision yesterday. Okay, well hopefully everyone's well, enough people are good to go in the new week. Yeah. Yeah. All right, back to council stuff. I see that we have a new mayoral uh, nomination for mayor for the coming election. Jackie that, Church. That's that? right, Jackie Church. Um, yeah. She declared her interest um, to the communities that she will be standing for uh, the mayorship as well. Okay, and she's from uh, up north part of the district? She is, yeah. yeah. So she represents uh, Pokono. Uh, Onifero, um, that northern area that's up her, there. That's her power base. That's her power base, yeah. that's right. If we can use a phrase like that. Um, <coughs> so just two nominations at the moment? Uh, just two have declared their interest in standing for the mayorship, and that is Axel Beck from Tamahiri and the Jackie current, Church. Yeah, and Axel's the current deputy mayor. Axel is the current deputy mayor. Um, Jackie Church is going... Um, putting a hat in the ring for both the councillor, her current um, position, and yeah. the mayorship as well, whereas Axel's just going for uh, the mayorship. Okay, all right. We probably, I'd expect, given that the current mayor's retiring, we would have might have some more nominations later. I would imagine so. Yeah. Uh, apparently, in times past, when the incumbent steps down, um, a lot of people come out of the woodwork to put their hat in the ring, because yeah. it is quite hard standing against an incumbent. Yeah, yeah, clearly, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Alan had that till he didn't want it anymore, basically. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, do we know councillors returning? How many are coming back? You said you're, you're coming back for an I've election. I've declared that I am uh, re-standing for election, uh, in the up-and-coming election. Um, Shelley Lynch from uh, Huntley is re-standing. Eugene Patterson 
and Janet Gibb, who are currently the ward councillors for Ngārua Wahia. Yep. Uh, Stephanie Henderson, who is the second councillor for the same area as uh, the current ward that Jackie Church is in. Carolyn Eyre for um, Tiako for the large area that's yep. there. Yep. Chris Woolerton is re-standing as well. Currently he stands over uh, sort of the Gordington area. Uh, and Rob Maguire has declared that he will stand um, again. And so obviously they'll be standing for uh, different name boards. Yeah. So their ward areas have changed. Um, so the councillors that aren't re-standing, uh, I believe, uh, Frank McNally from Huntley, uh, Jan Sedgwick... And uh, Noel Smith. Noel Smith, whose who's water's completely evaporating, I think. Yeah, that's under, right, because yeah. he's into Kōwhai, uh, Whatawhata area. Yeah. So uh, the, his ward um, boundaries come up to the Whaingaroa, Raglan ward as yeah. well. So, um, and interestingly, for those who are interested in the local elections for standing or campaigning or supporting those who are standing, Kura, which is an organisation that has been running workshops um, aimed uh, more at Māori, but it's open to the wider um, the wider Waikato uh, Rohe uh, district. Uh, they are having a workshop here in Whaingaroa and Raglan on the 19th of June, uh, which will be held at the Raglan Holiday Park at the Papahua House. Yeah. Um, and so that would be great. It's on a Sunday, the 19th of June, but uh, they'll be publishing the details of that it's a workshop, it's interactive, and it's really encouraging people to come along, ask questions about standing for local body elections. Yep. And it's not just for the Raglan Ward, for the Whaingaroa Ward. Um, it's also standing for the, uh, if they, people are considering standing for the Māori Wards mm. um, and any of the other wards uh, within, particularly in the southern part of the district. So it's not just for... Yeah. Uh, Raglanders, it's for uh, they're inviting people in from further afield. So I really encourage if you're interested in local body elections, whether it's for the council position that I'm currently doing, or whether it's for the community board, or ultimately if you have an interest for standing for the Southern Māori Ward, I really encourage yeah. you to come along. They're great sessions, they're interactive, and um, some good information to be shared there as well. Do we know if anyone's put themselves forward? Oh no, you can't actually, you can't been nominated yet. No, but there definitely people will be thinking about Mm. uh, standing again uh, or putting their hat in the ring, whether it's your first time or whether um, you already are on the community board or like myself putting your name forward uh, as I will be for uh, this upcoming election. Yeah, and do we have any word on community board members or we should... Wait a little longer before they've Still decided. Still waiting a little longer. <laughs> I believe, you know, Kitty's very keen on oh, yeah, standing again, which yeah. I think is fantastic. Yeah, well, that makes sense. She's only just arrived. That's exactly right in the by-election. Yeah, yeah. okay. All right. Um, now, so a couple of days ago, there was a meeting in the community house about the Manu Bay break wall. That's uh, the right. long-awaited meeting. A long-awaited meeting. And yeah. uh, the last meeting we had, I didn't realise it was four years ago in 2018. Really? Um, and the time flies, <laughs> doesn't it? Wow. But, so yeah. it was the um, stakeholders um, who have an interest who have been, uh, obviously, in the last hui in 2018, um, which includes the uh, Raglan Sports Fishing Club, uh, also um, residents of the area as well, mana whenua, um, the point board riders, yep. um, and actually Axel Beck, uh, the deputy mayor, oh, right. was in attendance as well. Um, and we had staff. Quite a few staff, uh, and we I had, saw. Yeah, we had staff. Um, and obviously um, Tim Clark, 
uh, who was facilitating the hui, I felt it went really well. Um, and you and Dennis from and the myself, Dennis were there and Gabriel well. were and Gabriel there as well. Okay. Uh, as well, I left about fifteen minutes before the completion of the hui, um, and I felt it was it was really positive. I spoke to Dennis this morning uh, from the community board um, just to see where we got to. Dennis and I will be doing up an article to go out to the community just with an update of where we're at. Yeah. So where it landed <clears throat> at the end of that hui was that the experts. Um, because they were there as well. That's, I saw oh, Shaw Mead turning Shaw up. Shaw Mead was there, yeah. but um, uh, Tonkin and Taylor, who yeah. uh, did a peer review, who are experts in the building of breakboards, they weren't there, um, but it was agreed that the experts would go away uh, to look at some options and that council would be responsible for the scope of work that they would need to undertake yeah. um, and that the group would reconvene, would look, well, actually would look at those options and we would have another hui uh, probably in October. October, September or October, to come back to look at those options um, and what is feasible and what's not. Uh, so I thought so this that is, was... this is to address, because there are issues in terms of are, boulders washing across. There's the overtopping yeah. um, and the safety, uh, the way that the break wall is working. There's you know, the overtopping with the waves, the swell, but also um, the rock movement that has been uh, happening, which I believe... Uh, comes around from the front of the break wall, but also they wash over uh, the current break wall, which obviously causes um, problems and safety issues, particularly if the water, um, if the tide is in and you can't see and you're yeah. um, putting your boat in there. So or coming you know, some, back yep. as well, that's and so they're, most likely time to hit it. And there are different views. Obviously, the point board riders and the surfers have a position, um, and the um, boat community, boating community who use the boat ramp also have a position. And then there are mana whenua, um, whose views uh, are considered as well. So I, I felt it was a really positive hui. It was very respectful, mm-hmm. um, and ultimately we got to a place of agreement where those uh, specialists would go away and look at that work. Um, council would do the scope of work and then we'd have another hui in October, which isn't far away. It sounds a long way, but now we're in June. No, so, well, no you've got people doing some design work yeah, and some calculations. At the, yeah, the options. Yeah. And, and based on... Um, you know, based on what we already know on the work that's being done previously, they can base some of those assumptions on um, what we've seen over the last two years. So that'd be great. Uh, you know, so a, a good place to have landed. So uh, next steps, the scoping work, uh, the investigative doing the options, and then another hui. Mm, okay. Uh, now, you also went to, after our last meeting, you went off to a <coughs> meeting about the freshwater about freshwater in the region. It was run by the right. regional council. Uh, uh, undertaken by regional council, uh, uh, Mana Otewai, so looking at the uh, freshwater and the use of it. I actually only stayed for part of the morning. And so we, in the discussions there, uh, when it was being facilitated, uh, obviously there was an introductions, but also then looking at what does mana mean. And they were quite different, you know, from a Māori perspective to a non-Māori perspective. This, this is quite a new thing, isn't it, the application of the concept of mana in a, in a legal sense to the water. Like there's legislation behind it is what I've been told. So that's, oh, what, that's, what's, le- mo- well, that's, that's what's motivated council to do the. That's what's motivating because yeah. there's a framework that's been introduced by central government of which, you know, whether... Um, uh, you know, 
we find ourselves in those positions in council and regional council in the freshwater space is looking at freshwater. So they've got a framework that they have to uh, work to. Um, and what was quite neat about the discussions whilst I was there was the acknowledgement from staff that, um, you know, particularly for tangata uh, whenua, you know, the, the words that they're using uh, and the framework is uh, central government and they have to work in that and they recognise um, that the perspective from tangata whenua can be quite different in that language so yeah. this is what they're working to so when I left um, the groups were about to undertake a an activity um, so it might be best to speak to someone who was there all day because I'm not quite sure what the outcomes were because it was an all day affair um, but I did, it was I did talk the, to John Lawson, I don't know if there were particular outcomes, it sounded like they were just Collecting feedback, collecting feedback. That's right, yeah. and and the different perspectives from from Maori and non Maori about um, you know the 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 importance of water and the waterways and uh, that term mana. So it was really neat when it was framed up. Well, that it's a term that's used quite loosely now. What does that mean? It's crossed over, and like I've heard it used overseas now. Yeah, and do people so. really understand that? And one perspective that came out, which I thought was really good, that mana belongs to mana whenua. You know, that is a term that is integral to Māori. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so there was a there was a lot of discussion there. So I um, thought it was significant and that it was the way of looking at water just like we've always looked, well, in the last hundred or two hundred years, we've looked at it purely as a as a resource, just a, as, we, as, uti- yeah, as a utility we, that, that we uh, that we we hold and then we shape and we change. But a point that was made by one of the participants was that water will find its own way because it's a natural. You know why Maori is natural. Being yeah. natural, that's what why Māori, you know, if you're looking at natural world or the natural water, that's the description loosely. But, you know, that water will find its own way and that it's man-made intervention of why we come to these spaces to talk about water and its function, but water is its own natural entity, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's our impact as humankind uh, have, on the environment. We haven't cared for it. Properly, we well, we had the, the, the well, idea. we bend it to suit our needs yeah, yeah, that's rather what I mean, than it's a utility. us. You know, respecting the water as yeah. the as the tonga it is, and you know, because we use it for so many things, and oftentimes we take it for granted. And I think it goes back to the last yeah. discussion we had when I was in the South Island about being under a waterfall and then realizing it's being fed by an ancient glacier. You yes, know, so it's yeah. thousands of years old, and we take that for granted. I tell you, you weren't actually standing in the water. No, because I didn't go to the so front of the boat. It's very cold. <laughs> Some people like, did. It's coming from a glacier, but yeah, that, that like something something that has mana. You don't just go and use it willy nilly. How you feel, like you you respect it, and, and that's it, kind of what's been lacking, in, in our use of water. In this and country. the term mana has been loosely used. And so another point that was brought up by some of the participants was that it has to be put in context. Yeah. With the use. But it is significant change in the way we're going to look at water and is, I think it's going to be quite important um, there is Matariki's coming up well the, the official date is the 24th and we have a celebration here on the 26th that's right so there's quite a lot of things happening um, there's um, at Puihakana Marae they're also having um, an activity there um, 
activity. They're having matariki there as well. Um, one to remember those who have passed. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's the um, matariki that has been coordinated and supported by Raglan Naturally, which will be happening down the bottom of Bow Street on the evening on the 26th of June. And of course, there are other activities that are taking place. Um, for example, the old art school have got a number of activities. Yeah. So it's pretty neat how the community has embraced matariki. Uh, and there might even be uh, another opportunity up at school to interact with um, a waka. So that watch the space because that needs to be confirmed, but that would be quite cool. So exciting. I even ordered a T-shirt with matariki on it last oh, night. did you? <laughs> I didn't know that was possible, but it's <laughs> yeah. another so thing. So I thought, yay, matariki is coming up for the first matariki public holiday for Aotearoa. How cool is that, Aaron? Yeah, yeah, and it's... And just generally, we like extra public holidays too. We do, but it's yes. something to be Not really celebrated. Probably actually doesn't make much difference to you. Your work is, you don't do nine to five or, no, that's right. or anything like that. So <laughs> I think lots of people are like that now, though, especially working from home. Yeah, my job doesn't see, doesn't feel like that either. Um, uh, just We mentioned COVID before. Uh, just Can we just remind people about the situation if they need help with COVID here in Whangarai yep, at the moment? We've still got our 0800 Raglan uh, phone number. Uh, that you can call if you are isolating at home and you need support. Um, we can help uh, point you in the right direction uh, for services and support. Obviously, um, the fantastic Marion Wright is uh, running the food bank as well, so uh, you are able to make contact uh, directly with them, although our 0800 number can support you in that as well. Um, there's the Raglan Community House uh, that's there, uh, and also if you're requiring uh, your rapid antigen tests, uh, our service that we provide under the Connector umbrella is available Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays uh, from 9.30 to 11.30 and it's click and collect. So once again, you just order your rats online through the portal um, and then take your rats number, order number with you and the fantastic Fiona will be there to um, greet you and fulfil that order so as well from the food bank. Food bank, yes. Food bank on Bow Street. Um, and please uh, just remember, out of respect, is to wear your mask when you go up there, even though it's click and collect, um, um, you know, if you could wear your mask, particularly if you're symptomatic. And are they asking people to like, wave through the window or text to say they've arrived? Uh, text, although Fiona's sitting there and she can see, it because the food bank is where it is, it's a little bit high up, so she can see people coming in. So it's very relaxed. I think we did in the first week 22 collections, um, and uh, when I was there with her on Monday, uh, one person had come in uh, right on 9.30, and it was a really easy process. And if you haven't got access to uh, online, facilities, uh, we are able to do that for you through our tablets anyway, so don't panic too much if you haven't pre-ordered, we can do that on your behalf once okay. you come to the food bank. Alright, um, well, I know we talked about the food waste rate and the the positive vote for that uh, last time, I just wanted to check is that it's that not has just been for one, confirmed. It's, it's, it's ongoing. One, yeah, it's no, ongoing, it's not just ongoing. for one year. It's a rate strike. That's right. Oh, so, a rate strike? Well, you know, it's part of the rate, so it will go into the 2022-23 uh, uh, rates, yeah. uh, and then it'll be ongoing. Okay, all right. Uh, the wharf, um, I know that there was work happening something around doing a tender to get work done. That's right, and we actually have a preferred supplier, so we're just working through that. So okay. we've got... Um, um, that uh, supplier 
for want of a better word, I've just had contractor. a mind blank. Contractor's the word. Yeah, contractor to work yeah. on that. Um, Dennis gave me an update um, this morning. So we have confirmed that. So it's just going through that scope of work uh, okay. and prioritising that. So uh, look uh, to the space. We'll probably have an update to the community in the next uh, four to six weeks to do an update. So that's really exciting okay. to get to that point. And then we'll have a, a construction time when that'll be happening. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, we just had there was a little rally from the Hamilton Car Club out uh, around the other side of the mountain the other that's weekend. That's right on the sealed part of Rupuki Road. But now, the bigger issue. The bigger issue is the upcoming international rally. Well, that hasn't been confirmed, and I think that is... So I stop saying upcoming. Yeah, upcoming, because actually we've... Um, we've uh, my understanding is that we've only just received the information for the application for the use of the road. <clears throat> so it, we can't do anything, and we've been in discussions... Well, I've been in discussions with, um, you know... <clears throat> excuse me, residents from the Whanga coast. Uh, and obviously, you know, in the beginning of May, uh, the rally organisers did have their first community hui yes. uh, here in the supper room um, just to go over what they propose. And at that stage, until we actually get an application for an event on the roads, we can't do anything. But they have been in high-level talks. Obviously, they've presented to councillors on what their proposal is um, with a timeline. Um, they've been, uh, you know, they've had their first, co- you know, discussions out with the community, and that's only been once. Uh, and they have engaged in high level um, with the alliance and with our roading staff around um, some of the challenges and what that might look like. The roading, um, you know, so the pre and post. Um, survey of the road um, that they're proposing to use, which is Fanga, Tutanemu, and Waimaori roads, and some of it all Puki. So, until we actually get that paperwork, we can't uh, do anything. But I believe it came in yesterday. Okay. Um, so, then we'll be able to uh, look at that and then it'll go out to the community for consultation. So, it'll be a publicly notified it thing? It is. Yeah. It will go out just like actually the um, Hamilton Car Club was. Uh, there was um, consultation on that, you know, for feedback, and we didn't get any. Uh, so oh, really? it was, yeah, we didn't get any uh, on that. So they went but that's out a tar- to the effect. But it's a tarmac rally, isn't it's it? That one? So there's no stones one. thrown all no, around the place. And so, yeah, so that's a tarmac win. And I believe that they've been going for a number of years, actually. And they did contact the affected properties uh, and um, in the area of where the uh, rally was. Um, and outside of that, that was the public notification that went out. Um, and oh, also with the with that rally, there were options of, uh, even though there was a road closure on that part of the road, people could still leave and go out without going through the road closure. So they could use Waimari Road, Tutarimu or Fanga. Okay, so it wasn't that big a hold up. Um, you mentioned that they doing a survey of the existing roads. Is that so it can be returned to the same state? To the same state. Or better. That could, yeah, because it could be hard to return to the same state because there's quite a bit of corrugations. Yeah, so that's that's what. It's and actually it has good, to it's be a chance to get the road improved. Actually, in some ways. Oh, and you know, the discussions um, that we've had is that you know, any work if the rally t- were to go ahead, any work to reinstate the road would not be part of our scheduled works. It would have to be over and above that. Um, Basically, they're paying for it. Yeah, and what yeah, is okay. the bonding cost as well? So we yeah. haven't had those discussions because we haven't had an application. So to be very clear, it's a proposed rally, um, and yes. obviously it will go out for uh, feedback uh, from those who support and from those who don't. Yeah, yeah. Hey, folks, we're talking to our councillor, Lisa Thompson. Are there any wider council issues, things happening over um, there? 
that we could we should bring up? Um, well, there will be a report coming to infrastructure on the twentieth of this month around the bus service, oh, yes. uh, the shuttle service that will be uh, funded by council. So uh, it'll be really important. Uh, that will be really important, and that you know, for me as councillor and the community board, um, once that's in place and. If we get the go-ahead to do that, I'm pretty sure we will, um, that we'll need to get that well patronised uh, by the community um, in order to have it as a viable um, argument to continue it once the trial period is completed. It would be a, a two-year trial, you said. That's right, yeah. yeah. So um, that's going to be really important for the community if we want uh, a shuttle service going regularly within, um, you know, from Whale Bay around to in Raglan. And at, for example, I don't know what the route will be, but yeah. as an example, we're going to have to use it because if we don't use it, we'll lose we'll it. We'll lose it. Yeah, that's how it works, folks. You know, and so we might like the idea of it, um, but it's going to have to have the numbers to make it stack up. So that'll be a trial, hopefully, for two years. So that's in our infrastructure. Um, meeting for this month. Uh, also, um, the local alcohol policy is out for pre-consultation as we speak. So, you know, the local, um, the LAP, uh, the local alcohol policy is for across the district um, and um, we're reviewing it. So we're going out for pre-engagement currently and that's open until the... Um, Let's just check in From the, the 1st of June right through to the 1st of July. Um, okay, this so, month, basically, this yep, month. Yep, so um, encourage people to do that. Did we look at that? I've been doing this so long now, I'm sure I've done that. As of every five years, some of these things are reviewed? Because I'm sure we've, I've reported on the alcohol bylaw reviews in the past. Yeah, well, that, that, uh, our, uh, well it's a policy. Oh, it's a policy. Yeah, okay, so bylaws thing. and okay. policies are quite different. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and they have different um, time frames as well. So um, that's open and also managing our reserves. Um, so looking that, at that as a whole. So that's open as well. So if you go into shape uh, Waikato district, um, those two current consultation documents are there uh, for our communities to give feedback on. And it's pre-consultation. So that's just getting feedback. We'll be t- uh, tweaking those policies and then they'll go out to full consultation out to our wider community. So obviously the local Alcohol policy is looking at how many bottle stores we have yep. across the district, you know, some of the rules. So really important if you uh, uh, have a mind to that, just go in and have a look at both of those. And, and it, it won't be saying where we have alcohol-free zones, but it might have the rules around how the guidelines around how those are created, I guess. Uh, and how many do, does Raglan have enough uh, alcohol licences? Do we have enough bottle sh- shops, which I think... Actually, that, yeah. I think we, we. I think you the know. question needs to be asked on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, so um, so those are open. Go in and have a look, um, and participate in those okay. as well. And then I know that last community board meeting there was discussion about um, the cameras in town. Has there been? Is there anything to report on that? Um, well, Andrew Murphy from the police, uh, we had he has come up with a proposal around cameras, and um, so he's asked for a little support from uh, the Chamber of Commerce and also from the Community Board um, and other organisations about that proposal. Would probably need to um, get him to come and speak at the next community board meeting on that, yeah. um, because you know the police are the ones ultimately at the end of the day who are. Um, responding to um, 
activities as they happen in the community. So uh, he's done that. Um, and, and that wider discussion on responsibility of uh, the cameras, you know, we do need to revisit that um, because there are cameras on private properties, um, businesses, uh, and then the cameras that are out in the more public area of our communities. And I know that there has been recently that spate of activities that have happened from the rock throwing into a window to the break-in of cars um, and also the stealing of cars and that, um, you know, so it's probably a timely discussion to have not only just on cameras but also uh, the night patrol, uh, yes, people putting their yes. hands Actually, we up. Were, we had a discussion last night, our community radio meeting, Narina is, is yes. Narina Peter running the night patrol and they they have a lot of volunteers, but they need more. They to, need to, to more do it properly. to do it properly, yeah. and it's revisiting uh, neighbourhood support as well, and you know having um, the neighbourhood support groups um, re-established and up and running. Um, we know that our resources for our police, who do a fantastic job, are limited, of and for yeah. all of what we might uh, outcry, what we see on the notice board in that. But as a community, we need to collaborate and take responsibility. Sitting on your keyboard at home, yeah. um, reporting on things isn't helpful um, necessarily uh, to support those volunteer organisations and the police and council in having better outcomes for our community. So I highly urge people, uh, encourage people to participate Get involved in your neighbourhood support groups. If there isn't one within your uh, street or neighbourhood, put your hand up to coordinate that. Contact um, neighbourhood support, which is Kathy Gilbert. I'm sure she's still doing that. Um, contact uh, Narina and um, the Night Patrol. Yeah, and Raglan Community your, Patrol. Yeah, Raglan Community Patrol. And put your hand up because ultimately most of those people who are doing that work are all older. Uh, predominantly, forgive me if there are younger people involved in that, uh, but you know, put your hand up, support our community, um, and uh, do the mahi. Yeah, and I've and like this is something I've like I've seen all the discussions, and it is going to require co- coordinated effort from the community to do something about it. There's no one person or one organisation that's going to solve it. It is going to have to be the whole community coming together. And it comes back to it takes a community to raise a child rather than finger pointing and blame. We need to come up collaboratively and collectively with compassion and empathy to address, you know, challenges that we have within our communities. And sometimes it's not helpful uh, when people are pointing fingers or being derogatory. Let's get together. Let's plan Let's look at how we can keep our community safe. And the way we can do that is by collaborating amongst uh, community groups, uh, households, streets, and that to take care of each other. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the next community board meeting, when's that happening? It's in two weeks' time. Two weeks' time, okay. Uh, It'll be on a Wednesday. Wednesday, the... Don't, don't 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 try and calculate. We're not doing maths. I've got it right you here. You can't do maths on the radio. I've no, discovered it just doesn't really work. But I really have work. got it in my diary right here. So if you just give me two seconds, I shall bring it up, and I will have the official. And it'll probably be another online meeting. I'm guessing because the last one was. It's Wednesday, the fifteenth of June. So it's not too far away. Yeah, and with the sort of. What seems like an uptick in COVID at the moment, I, probably, I imagine it will be an online meeting because the last one was. But I'm, I'm saying I'm guessing. Yeah. 
Sure. Yeah. Oh, and actually, um, just uh, released yesterday and shared out with councillors is that our council uh, vaccination policy um, has been uplifted. So, um, uh, uplifted. So you know, we had um, like in schools um, a policy for staff to be vaccinated. That's being uplifted now in council. So Which means it now applies. Is that? Doesn't apply. It doesn't apply. Oh, yeah, right. So um, that's being uplifted. So I think that's a really great move uh, for our organisation um, and for resourcing and those staff. Because it was um, applied not just to council staff, but contractors, and it was much wider, wasn't it? More for that's council staff because oh, it's yeah, it was more for council staff. Okay, all right. Because that's the only way that we can be effective is within our organisation. So, okay. yeah. So that was released yesterday. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for coming in, Lisa. That's a pleasure. Thank you.